and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe, rave, listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. We love Linktree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The talent is coming out in Sweden. The queens put on a talent show in front of Pippi Longstockings herself. So how do they do? You're about to find out as we talk all things Drag Race Varia. And joining me is someone who is very talented at things known as drag. It's OG Fag. <laughs> how are you? Hello. I'm doing well. Thanks again for having me back. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. You know, sometimes life just throws you curveballs and you just gotta go with it. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes you may need to, I don't know, do your makeup in the dark, right? Like you just never know what life might have in store. Listen, I'm very excited to share talk about that many challenge. <laughs> Before we begin, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in to be discussed. What is said on this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. So now that that's out of the way, I got some drag news of the week to share with you. Oh. Friends, don't know why Queen of the Universe has been postponed for three months. It's not going to air in March. It's going to air in June. That was so bizarre. I saw that and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> um, as I I know anything, um, I'm trying to get information. But my, my thought is um, if there is a reason that's being pushed back, it's either because they're trying to pair it with something like All-Stars 8 or there's other drama that they're trying to pacify um, because when the cast was announced, the keyboard warriors went on the attack of one of the queens from Israel. So it could be partially because of that. I don't know. Um, or there's something else going on that we just don't know, but it sucks. I was looking forward to it. Yeah, seriously. And that feels like such a substantial delay to like pushing something back multiple months. It's like, oh boy, okay, that's, Right. It's almost like, okay, so we have to, um, not like any other show is going to do, have to do that coming up in the later this year. I don't know. We'll find out about that too. Yes. Yes. But for now we're talking about Drag Race, Sveria, Sweden pronunciations. I apologize. Listeners, friends, I'm trying. I will get better. They are hard. <laughs> I phonetically can't do it. We're um, I guess like maybe, maybe we need to teach the children Swedish in schools. Forget French, forget Spanish, Swedish. Yeah, that's that's one of the real takeaways here. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the main lessons here. Clearly we all need to learn how to speak Swedish. I mean, the reality is like the romance languages, I'm very grateful to have learned 
the basics of Spanish because it does help me with certain things in like um, French and I've learned a couple things in Italian because of it. Like it's helpful. Nothing translates here in Swedish. I can't do it. It just it's all foreign to me, literally. Yeah, I was thinking about that actually recently because I just got back from the Dominican Republic. Um, and so I was looking mm-hmm. at my, when I was looking at my passport, I have a couple of different places in Europe, like Iceland and Belgium. And it, I was just thinking about that piece around how the languages are so different from like English what? and, you know, how many more letters there are in places and, you know, the sequencing of vowels and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, it is just such a different world. <laughs> sure is. Um, yet the reality is so many countries she's also speak English it's true it's true all right how are you doing with two episodes of Drag Race Sweden you enjoying it so far yeah I would actually say that I am um sometimes I'm not always the best about keeping up with the international seasons but so far this one I've been good about and I do find that it's like really compelling like I think that the cast is a nice mix of characters you know I think they're they've got a nice range of different types of drag that's included I think that I'm enjoying like the editing and the approach to it um although sometimes I feel like I wish that the seasons especially the early ones for the different franchises had a few more contestants because already it feels like Mm. this is going by so quickly it also feels like it's helpful to just be manageable to get to know the queens a little bit and I think this episode in particularly really helped with that. So, so far I'm on board. I'm a fan. To put it in perspective, Drag Race 15 and Drag Race Belgique are now both with six contestants left. After this episode, we have seven contestants. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's just seeing the the size and the scope of the casts in like the U.S. main franchises versus some of these international ones that are still in their early seasons. Like, it's just such a stark difference, which again, in a way, I almost like appreciate. It's one of those double-edged things. For me, it's like, I really like being able to feel like I get to know them a little bit more, but then also it feels like the seasons go by so quickly and then all of a sudden it's over. Whereas the U.S. season just goes on and on and on. That's <laughs> the team. Well, let's dive in. I'm a queen is the winner, but the winner not being able to walk through the workroom door is Fontana. Uh, she almost broke this up. <laughs> she almost just has so over. much energy. She is like so wild. So much energy. It's literally just nonstop with her. It's, you know, it, always something. There's like a little bit of franticness about it. You know, I love her. She's so much fun. Since we are in Sweden, we're doing things a little bit differently. We're going to go look at the portrait wall where I'm a Queen's photo is hanging as the first Maxi Challenge winner. Now I want to talk logistics here. The photo that we see here is from her entrance look. Do you imagine that we will see entrance looks on the wall moving forward? Or perhaps if a Queen wins a second time, maybe that runway look might appear. So I would guess since they're going with the entrance look for the first one, it's going to be entrance looks all across the board. Like I'm imagining they just had those ready to go and we're just like, boom, 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 let's get them up. I feel like in my mind- So at some point we're just gonna have a te- like a pyramid of ad- admira. Listen, fingers crossed for that. I'm ready for it. And I'm, I would be totally fine with that. So I do think that the picture wall thing is like interesting. You know, it feels like kind of cute, yeah. it's like a different sort of approach. And 
you know, it's like a nice way to keep the the winners all there. I mean, especially I think with Dragula Titans just ending so recently, I was like having that. I mean, that was what was triggering to me because I was like that ending. But, oh, yeah. you know, I was like giving me that kind of vibes in the opposite way, you know, like putting them up when they win. So I'm on board with it. Well, I I think Santana said it best about the portrait wall. She wants to be employee of the week. <laughs> Yes, very that vibe. Now we're back to the draggers we know and love as they are going to read Aphrodite's mirror message. The girls will say it was fair that she goes, but when Vanity was like, it was only her third performance, I just shook my head and said, can we have like the minor leagues of drag race before we let these like green babies make fools of themselves and get knocked out early? Like, let's give them their training meals. Yeah, exactly. I had the the exact same thought because I feel like it's something that we're seeing, I want to say almost more and more where there are these queens that are just so young that don't have a lot of performance, like experience just yet in that way. And it's not to knock them when they don't have it. But yeah, it just feels like when you're going on this platform, you want to just have a little bit more of that experience. And when they don't, it feels like production is just setting them up to be an early out, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, even like just doing the preview podcast for um, these last two seasons, we've basically been correct where we've predicted, like based on our excitement points, like the two people on Belgique and um, Severia who are going home first or second. Like it, it's very obvious at this point, Yeah, um, which is not to say that maybe it's not a surprise, but maybe maybe we as the viewers are on to how the show works and maybe the show needs to break their own mold. Yes, I completely agree with that. Now, Anago will herbalize as she said, standing there learning you have to lip sync is the closest thing she's come to a near death experience. It's drag. It's not that serious. Or is it? Well, listen, I mean, if you ask Endigo, it is. I, I was like laughing so hard at that because it just feels... I mean, very draggy to say that, you know, it's like the over the top mm-hmm. dramatic. So it's a near death experience. Like, you know, girl, well, maybe if you could walk a little bit in some shoes, you would have avoided that. I mean, hey. <laughs> now it is time to get out of drag and guess who is breaking things once again? Fontana. Uh, also, they played like a glass shattering sound effect and girl, there was just no glass to be found. That was shady. Editing. That was all plastic. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was like, that bin was 100% plastic. There is <laughs> no glass anywhere near them. Like, <laughs> But yeah, at Fontana, Fontana. She's, listen, she's doing the wrecking ball thing. She's there to break it down, break it up, shatter it, all that. She is there to win. Antonina says the only way is up. Ima is one step closer to the crown. Let the games begin. It's a new day. And uh, what are these outfits these bitches have on? Like camo fatigue jacket and pants sets. And then you have Admira, who is wearing Cher from Clueless, matching set realness. Yes. Um, she's going to make the en- be an entry on the most iconic workroom looks for sure. And Lux this year, the bitches are just coming in saying fashion first. Meanwhile, I remember getting Honey Davenport ready for Dragon Drag Race, and we barely got any of her boy clothes in the suitcase because she didn't have room or weight allowance. And these you bitches know, are bringing like- looks in. 
Right. Well, but that's what it is. It's like at this point, every juncture is an opportunity to make an iconic, memorable moment. You've got to seize all that screen time you can. You've got to get the brand across. You've got to catch the eye. You got to stand out. Like that would 100% be me. I feel like I would also be just as concerned about what I was wearing going into the workroom as I would on like the main stage because like that's just who I am. <laughs> right. Well, Pretty and Pink Indigo um, is still there and she's feeling fantastic. What is she doing to stay out of the bottom? Well, walk in her shoes better and make use of the stage. Seems like a plan. Now, Antonina will address the table and be like, so y'all thought I should have lip synced, didn't you? That's news to us viewers. I mean, to be fair, she's not wrong. I thought so. But like, why did we not learn about that last week? Yeah, I feel like that didn't really come up. So it was interesting to hear that they called it out. And I also just loved all the girls' reactions too after she said that. And they were all just like, oh, well, look at the room. Oh, look at what color red is this table? What is that shade called? <laughs> now, Antonina is now on a mission to show them that she will fight for her place in the top. The alarm sounds from, for a message from folks. Uh, these videos, very deep, very theatrical. I live. I learn yes. nothing, but I live. Oh, exactly. It's, it is like fully just rhyming just mysterious i mean the look is like glittery the look is looking yeah the look is like glittery pinata streamers it's all of that it's just court like, jester yeah like very court jester it's giving all of that vibe it is just such high drag i'm obsessed with them it's so good now folks arrives in easter egg couture and some fire pants yes those pants were on fire <laughs> it is time for a mini challenge but folks will need some assistance now if you were like me and were begging sexy blonde men call the pit crew you would have been severely disappointed now this is two episodes we have not seen the pit crew where are they but joining folks to join this challenge is someone who killed melody melody festival or as the caption said Swedish Eurovision qualifiers. Dating. <laughs> I'm a Eurovision fan, so I know what this contest is. And if y'all know who won this week, I have a feeling Sweden's going to win Eurovision this year, but we'll find out if Lauren can win. Um, but this woman did it her way, and she's about to do it again her way. It's Tone Sukalias. Are you familiar with her work? I am not. Um, I, I engage with Eurovision here and there, but not on like the full scale that I know lots of people do. So I wasn't like super familiar with her. Uh, so Tona is a Swedish social media influencer, a singer and a transgender icon. Um, I mean, that lock, that latex look was a serve. That was gorgeous. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, but she came, I believe, in 12th this year. She didn't even didn't do great this year. Um, she's not represented Sweden for Eurovision quite yet, but she's young. She's like 25, so she's got time. For this week's mini challenge, it's time to put on makeup in the dark. For those who watched Drag Race Italia season one, know the brilliance of this challenge because they did this as well, but they literally put them in like a, bl like a black box room, um, <laughs> not in the workroom where there was like probably some lights. Before he sets them off, Fox shares that the winner will have a huge ass advantage. He meant advantage. Words are hard, but he's a fun one. I like him as a host. He is really playful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So far, very, very good with the hosting. They're going to have five minutes. The lights are out and the queens are going to do their best. How would you do in this challenge? What's your strategy? 
Okay, well, I will say I didn't really think about this before, but once they were actually doing it and all of that, um, I really appreciated the strategy Fontana used of like sniffing the makeup. You know, I was like, <laughs> that might give you a good idea about what product you have in your hand. So I feel like I might, might want to go for something like that. Like how you use your other senses since you can't see what you're doing to get like that sense, you know, like maybe feel your face a little bit to feel the shapes of it, get a sense of what you're doing, give a little sniff, all that. I want wonder if they were allowed to like preset their stuff or if it was literally just whatever you left out it's going to be there and you, good luck friends yeah i i would hope that they would have let them at least just get a general sense and just put stuff out i mean i feel like they would have needed to based on the fact that fontana couldn't even walk in the room in the light without taking things down and putting <laughs> over, over other people's makeup so you know i hope that would help um and i think like honestly in terms of just overall strategy of doing my makeup I think I would go a little bit like season five when they did the in the dark challenge of the U.S. franchise mm -hmm. and go a little bit like Alaska did and just totally not even try to get my face right and just do something yeah. that looked kind of crazy just to embrace the campiness and the drama well it's time to see the results ah real monsters remember them this is them now <laughs> um, the queens are going to get a mirror as they get red to filth by folks in Tony. I'm a queen is a real highlight queen. Um, as Tony says, it's not drag. It's just iridescent. Yeah. I was just like, okay, did you just literally take the highlighter and just scrub your face with it? Like, I don't know what was happening. Admirer has gone for color and contrast and the girls love that she's not polished in this moment and she says she looks like an intern at an art school and i feel like you 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 feel that you know that you know that i know person. that all too well yeah are you I, that person oh for sure i was getting throwbacks to like when i used to go to work like looking like a full club kid with stickers all over my face i was like loving admira in the colored lashes that was killing me it was so funny Electra will be told that her white lip with the glitter on top is a look giving 2008 vibes. Um, don't really know what that means because I was not looking at makeup in 2008. I was um, in college doing theater. So I don't know what that means. I also feel like- Santana will be ready. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I also feel like I didn't understand what, what she meant by that. Cause I was like, I mean- I was alive in 2008 and I don't remember people looking like that. You know, it's like, was no. that maybe more of like a regional thing that they were doing their makeup like that? It could that? have been, it could have been. I feel like I truly, I didn't get that comment either. Santana will be read to filth by Fox that the vibe is Berlin at 7.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Sounds like a party. Yeah, listen, I'm not mad at that. Antonina will be told that her face reminds Tone of chocolate and vanilla ice cream. I would have quit on the spot. <laughs> Please, let at me least Antonina can read herself over. by saying it looks like sloppy makeup makeout session. Yeah, like very messy. Listen, I have never witnessed two drag queens makeout, but I can imagine that's what it looks like. Yeah, I would say it's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> Fontana screams as she sees herself, but Tone will compliment her on the ace on the symmetrical eyeliner. Good for her. But Fontana will say she was inspired by JLo and Beyonce, and Fox will be like, "Beef Beyonce out of this, please." 
where was JLo and Beyonce in that beat? I don't get it. Where? Yeah, I'm like, what are they talking about again? It was like the 2008 lip thing all over again. I was like, what do you mean? Beyonce, JLo? That was just a lot of glitter. Yeah. Indigo is the Marsha, Marsha, Marsha of Sweden. No makeup. Like, where is the makeup? Literally. When, like, she took, you know, when she, like, did the whole reveal and stuff, I was just like, did you put any makeup on? It looks like you put two fingers in some makeup and then just, like, put it here, put it there, good to go. Well, Tony and Fox have deliberated. The winner of the mini challenge is little bitty, itty, Fontana. What? Uh, my exact reaction as well. I was like, what? Did, did not... Did well, not make sense. And I love Fontana, but that did not, that was not it. No, I mean, Vanity, who um, says she was the saddest thing in the world, um, and, and Fox says it's Dallas meets low budget circus. I think she should have won at least. At least it was decent. I completely agree. That's who I had as my winner, too. I was like, Vanity should have won this. I don't understand how Fontana's winning when it just like looks like she smeared glitter all over her face. And I know the wig was not part of the challenge, but I was like, the wig is like all the way back here. Like the hair is out. Like, right. I did not understand, but I didn't understand well, a lot of things in this episode. It's time fun. to learn what this week's Maxi Challenge is in English. Let's just call it the CUN Talent Show. What would your talent be for this? I would for sure have to go something in the vein of Willow Pill, like definitely something involving performance art, performance art, a vegetable, if I could get my hands on one and like peeling a vegetable or something, preparing something, it would definitely be food related without a doubt and something organic. Why vegetable and not a Swedish fish? Okay, good point. If I was specifically <laughs> on the Swedish franchise, it would definitely be something like Swedish fish related. Just fill your mouth with Swedish fish. That's the, that's the game. That's exa exactly. Listen, whatever works. They're told to showcase what's ma what makes them special. And as the winner of the mini challenge, Fontana will get to decide on the show order, which is a first for a talent show. Usually it's production who gets to decide the order, the running order, but I kind of dig this. Yeah, I think so too. And it makes sense because I feel like, you know, when they do the comedy challenges and things, they let the winner of the mini challenge pick the order. So I was like, why should the talent show be any different? Right. Usually I'm I'm fairly certain, like I'm sure it's production's decision because of all the production elements as we've gotten bigger and bigger and allowed more scenic elements to be introduced. Um, for the most part, this is pretty bare bones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now, before Fox goes, he's going to reveal that the runway and guest judge is the one and only legendary Sieg Malkvist, a.k.a. Pippi Longstockings, and the category is Longstocking ele Extravaganza, Eleganza, Eleganza, um, Pippi Longstockings. I knew. I've watched Pippi Longstockings. I grew up with Pippi Longstockings. Why does it take Drag Race for me to learn that it's Swedish? You know, that's what Drag Race Sweden is here for. It's to educate everyone, to expose us to new Swedish culture. So entertaining. Why do we steal everything we from everybody? Why do we keep stealing 
pop culture from all the other countries. It's the way. It's the way of the United States. It's just like on Drag Race Belgique, I learned Marsupilami is Belgian. I'm like, what? That I grew up on that character. I, it m- mind blowing. And this, again, this is why I love the international franchises because I get to learn things. But I'm just continuing to learn. And America sucks. That that's the real moral of the story too. That's what all these international franchises are showing. We suck. They have the original culture. All right. Well, Fontana's going to go around the room to learn what everyone is doing for their act. Um, also, with the beret and the long hair, Fontana was giving me full Rachel Berry vibes. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was very like, because I was kind of like, what is the purpose of that? Like, what don't you just kind of want to get the people in the lineup in some kind of strategic way or just use no strategy and just sort of assign randomly this whole like I'm the director, right. I'm the producer, I'm going to curate this. I was like, OK, wow, she's really feeling herself. <laughs> well, she will say that she wants to optimize the show and make it the best show possible. But the bitch is living for this power. If you were Fontana, how would you approach the power? Yeah, I feel like the way to play it is strategic, right? Like you want to maybe try to set up the girls who you think are really strong in a way that's maybe going to make them look a little bit worse in comparison to maybe who went before them. Maybe put some of the stronger ones in a position that's like towards the start. So that way there's a whole bunch of other talents after. So maybe the judges forget about the early ones a little bit. You know, I think Mm -hmm. trying to use those strategic elements to set the girls up, like that's a great way to use that power to me. So let's see what we've got. Admira will be singing a song that is near and dear to her heart. Ima will be singing a song that is also near and dear to her heart called No Talent Hack, which is probably about me actually. (laughs) Electra will be singing an original song. Indigo, you guessed it, an original song. So a few of the queens are singing. Is it Drag Race or Sweden Idol? Yeah, I mean, it's like the trend, it feels like, right? Like all these girls, regardless of the franchise, seemingly with their original songs, doing like either actually singing or a lip sync, all of that. You know, I'm just like, it would be very nice, I think, to see a little bit more of that diversity. I know some of the seasons do it and some of the franchises, there's more of that range, but my reaction when I was hearing all like, we're going to do a song, we're going to do a song. I was like, oh, here we go. Because <laughs> also not everyone should sing. Now s- that. Well, Santana will <laughs> take a visit and chat with Fontana, who is struggling to find the best moods for this show. While Santana has a stick and she is ready to stir this pot, she's going to ask Fontana who she thinks is the weakest and advise her to be strategic. It is a competition, but they can be sisters. Oh, and with that, Santana is like, um, I would like to go first um, just to get it over with. <laughs> but she really wants to show the others how cool and great she is, a.k.a. the intimidation factor. Santana will tell Fontana to just smile and stab them in the back, but little did she know, to her. Oh, yeah, she was fully ready for that. Now, as Fontana is deciding, the girls will ask Vanity what she is doing. Well, it's a statement on what she thinks drag is all about, which sounds like an act straight out of Brooklyn. (laughs) Very that. It's very meta, you know, like it's drag is drag. So you get it or you don't. But in Brooklyn, it would be praised and be like the greatest piece of art I've ever seen. Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. 
Essentially, what she is going to be doing is saying drag is talent, and that's all I give you in a talent show. But is it enough? Girl, I know you watched the other talent shows on this television program before. The answer to the question is emphatically no. Drag is not enough. Right. Like, drag is what got you there. You can't just show up in drag to the talent show. You have to do something. Santana will push back and tell her the challenge is show what you can do and who you are outside of being a performer. And Vanity is like, so you want me to go out there and do parlor tricks? And the rest of the girls are like, you just insulted us. Yeah, like the way that she just kept on saying over and over parlor tricks, parlor tricks, parlor tricks. I was like, okay, first of all, who taught you that phrase? Because that also just feels like a very weird way to be referring to other people's talents. So I don't know who gave you that buzzword slash phrase. But yeah, I would be a little insulted by it too. It's like, no, I'm singing. No, I'm dancing. Those are not tricks. Those are talents. (laughs) I mean, she says that parlor tricks are not her thing. She's a lip syncing queen. She's going to tell Fontana that she would be happy to go last. And Fontana's like, well, that makes my job easier. She knows how salty vanity is about what? Well, probably being told that the girls um, are going to see her in the bottom because her act is not enough. But it's time to reveal the running order. Rachel Berry Fontana arrives and shares (laughs) it will be Fontana first. And yes, she will say this like Rachel Berry saying it's an honor to go first. Yeah. Santana was very unhappy. Um, But she knows that Fontana is a very, very clever, smart queen. After Fontana, it will be I'm a queen, then some other queens in the middle because we're not going to find out. And then Vanity will be closing with an iconic Vanity show. Now that it's all set, it's time to prep, and we will watch Admirer offer to help Electra and asks Electra to say to the camera that she is very kind and helpful, and I kind of live. Admirer is just brilliant television. Like, without a doubt, everything she says and does is, like, so iconic. It cracks me up. Like, I'm sorry, get her own show already. I've only seen two episodes of her, and I'm ready to watch, like, the Admirer show. I'm here. All right. But as the girls are getting ready, Fox is back for a walkthrough. We live. Um, as they are burning the midnight oil, Fox will chat with Santana first, who reveals she will be doing pole dancing. Um, not shocking, but she's done it before, usually when she's drunk, and it's like, look what I can do. Uh, she says this will be exactly the same, only when she's cold, stone cold sober. Um, have you ever um, pole danced? Shockingly, I have not. I have plenty of friends that have who really enjoy it and do their thing with it. They're very about the pole, but I've never done it personally myself. I'm like, there's a lot of twisting and spinning involved, and I'm just not sure I can get into all that. To be fair, I did see your Instagram this weekend, and I did see my friend (laughs) Ricky's Instagram where you were tagged spinning and swirling and swirling. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, so I mean, maybe I should just do that on a poll then. Except then we were listening to Slut Pop and they made us turn it off because we were blasting it on a rooftop late at night and it was like a family resort, so. It was so funny. I was like looking, going through my, scrolling through my stories and I was like, what the fuck? This is the most random combination I've ever seen here. (laughs) And I was like, are they there for the same reason? I don't know. Were you? We were, yes. Yeah, we were at the okay, same Okay, just, just checking. Okay, yeah, it was just, a just, wedding just for checking. one of our friends from college. So we were there. Oh, I... right, right, right. Oh. oh, that's right. I remember you have a connection to uh, Ghost Boy. Forgot that. Yes, yes. We're not going to talk about that. Friends in Sweden, you don't need to know about Ghost Boy. If you want to learn about Ghost Boy, go back to like episodes from like a year ago. I talk about it <laughs> way too often. Oh, boy. 
All right. Well, Fox is going to ask Tana how it feels to not have control. And she says, it sucks. Cut to sweet, petite Fontana. She just wanted to set the bar. Let her do it herself. Now, Antony in the chair, she will be doing spoken word. And Fox is like, oh, honey, as someone who has done their fair share of odd poetry readings, please don't suck, but also just full time and space. Make it your own. Antonina will be soaking up every morsel of advice from Fox as he knows um, what he's doing. He has a prowess for monologues. Were you nervous when you heard she was going to do spoken word? Absolutely. Because that is just like such a bold choice to come on to Drag Race and essentially do a spoken word. And especially because like, unless you manage to somehow pull out a Tatiana same parts, like that's the level you need to reach at this point to be able to sell, I think, a spoken word. So immediately I was like, you're in danger, girl. Fontana will reveal that she'll be doing a Brazilian samba in full carnival costume. I'm here for it. But she shares it's something she's very proud of as she never got to do it in Brazil. She shares she couldn't do it as Brazil has the highest murder rate of LGBTQ victims in the world. Life as a gay man is hard, and she has always asked why Sweden when the weather was nicer in Brazil. She says Sweden is the first place where she felt peace. She will be representing a lot of Brazilians who don't have the opportunity to be in a safe space. Cue those kid photos of Santana with short hair. What a cutie pie. Yeah, they really turned that into a whole moment. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. there's pictures, multiple. They're they're giving her a little backtrack there too. There's songs that are playing. It was like they really turned it into a whole thing. She shares that those still in Brazil are warriors and inspirations to her as they dare to be who they are given the situation. She wants her number to be about hope and show there is enough love to go around. So Fox tells her that this could be a powerful and freeing performance and advises her to give it her all and share the feelings with them from the stage. Very sweet. Very, very, very touching. Oh, yeah. Um, I pray that this is not the only time we hear about this backstory because I want more. Mm-hmm. Vanity Vane is going to reveal her talent to Fox and what she says will make Fox do an internal monologue of shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> Vanity says that her talent is her. Vanity will go on to share that she doesn't want to give too much away as Fox knows her talent and he would read her to filth if he heard her plans. So like, you know, you're going to be in the bottom if you know he's already going to have a preconceived notion of what you're going to do. Why? Right. There was a very brief moment. I mean, I was also extremely concerned when she was like, my talent Mm. is me. But when she was saying she was trying to be purposefully like a little bit vague and didn't want to give away too much... I, for a moment, was trying to read that as, oh, maybe she has something really iconic in store and she just doesn't want to reveal it. So that way everyone is super shocked and impressed when it happens. Yeah. So that was like a small part of what was in my mind. But yeah, just, oh boy, I don't know why. Well, it's the day of the show, y'all. The girls hit the tables to find out if they're excited. And you know what? They are. Santana is anxious about her. She knows it can expose her and says that they like to hide behind a look, but this is about showing who they are. I'm a queen. We'll have a chat with Indigo about how often she does drag. She reveals that it's practically every day when she's home. I'm a queen says that drag is a form of expression. It's part of her life. It's not a job. It's something she wants to do every day of her life. Now, Indigo will share that even at the age of six, she was drawing pink bows on dogs, which led to her being bullied that she's such a girl. 
She was an outcast as she was bullied and she never fit into society. She has thought about if she is a trans woman, maybe. She's not sure. Ima will say that she heard she identifies as non-binary and Indigo shares that she came out as non-binary last spring after struggling with all these questions. She said it was a huge and scary step, but felt compelled to do it. She needed to do this to have the energy to go on being who she is. She said as it wasn't until she moved to Japan that she saw so many drag artists that were also non-binary. Cue the pictures. It took her seeing them to say, if they can do it, why can't she? This was a very touching moment between Ima and Indigo, and I was so certain this was Indigo's swan song. I really thought so too, because you know we get used to that editing and the the how they are going to approach certain things. So sometimes it feels like when they're making such a point of showcasing a lot about a particular contestant and who they are and all of those elements that you're like, okay, yep, that's going to be your dime. Goodbye. Now, when we get to Untucked, I'll tell you exactly why it wasn't her swan song, but we'll get to it. Now, Vanity will have a moment to remind us of something in Myra once said. If you're going to do drag, make sure all of it looks expensive. Is that a fair and accurate statement? I don't necessarily think so, because I'm like, there's something to be said about the sort of campiness that you can achieve. And when things have that level of cheapness to them, that it's like it's done in a funny, humorous, like self-aware type of way. So I think there is room for things outside of just drag that looks expensive. Now, the best part here is when Myra is going to respond to Vanity and be like, I'm still waiting for you to adhere to the advice. Yeah, oh my gosh, they are so shady to each other. It is a little bit wild and also like very refreshing because I feel like a little bit of that outside of really mistress like to be honest on the current season of us like you know i think some of that's really been lost so i really enjoy that dynamic that they all have vanity will come for her brows and admire will read her for her brows being too close together to give bitch face and friends reading is what essential for drag throw that shades weeds we love it yeah all the comments about like admira's brows looking like they were like cheese like swirls at one point or something like that and then there was nike logo the nike logo that took me out i was like (laughs) when i heard they they look like nike logos i lost it i was dead the girls are ganging up on admire because they know she will have a crown on her head by the end of the season exactly it's the cornerstone of drag it's the cornerstone of drag we're going to watch Indigo get laced in by Antonina. They will chat about if the others will think they will be in the bottom again, and Indigo thinks it's possible based on track records. Antonina wants them to help each other out as Team Pink, so Antonina will ask if Indigo has an extra skirt, as the one she was planning on wearing will show panty, and the judges don't want to see any panty. Indigo will bring out a pink and black skirt, and Indigo will be like, knock yourself out and let's reuse one. Antonina says that being generous, open, and kind enough to loan your competition stuff is impressive. Thinking that Indigo was going to be a goner, I was like, oh my God, that's going to sting when she leaves. But alas, would you help (laughs) out a competitor in in a competition like this? Maybe to a certain extent. I'm like, why are you giving away your clothing though? Like, I feel like for me, I would not be doing that. You know, I mean, let's just remember Roxy Andrews in Alaska. True, but I'm also like, 
it would maybe be different if it was one where I was being judged by the fellow competitors, like the all-stars format. If it's just straight up the judges, why are you giving away yeah. your clothing? Like, why are you going to help her look better? You know, I right. mean, also like she needs a lot to look better. <laughs> Since we're international, there's still more time to chat. And now we're going to learn that during stretch time, there was a peculiar scent in the room. So much so that they needed to open a window. But hate to break it to you girls. You're on a set. There are no windows. Now you've been in a room with queens before. What's that stench? Describe it for the listeners. Oh my gosh. It is like damp, soggy, like some notes of perfume. If you saw Delta Works recent video from her Instagram live, Love Spell maybe in particular. It's a whole cornucopia of just odors. Now, I don't want you to get yourself in trouble, but if I asked you who the smelliest queen you've ever worked with was, could you give me an answer? Oh, man. I don't even think that I could. <laughs> okay, that's a good sign. Maybe maybe your friends and drag family is um, smelling like petunias. I know. I'm like, I feel as though if there was someone that was really repulsive smelling, it would stand out. And I'm like, no one is coming yeah. to mind immediately. So, Well, congrats, Scouts Honor. You're not the smelliest queen. <laughs> I know. I was like, I could be shady and just like throw someone out there. But I'm too kind for that. It's time for the main stage. Fox is not fucking about as she's wearing this floral silver art piece that is like, where's the body? Like literally it's gone. Yeah, I have no clue. I like the, it was legs and then just silver. I mean, I was totally living for the futuristic flower, like literally just, you know, torso all the way up to the point, the top of her head. I was kind of obsessed, but also, yeah, like, nobody. What would RuPaul say? Yeah, RuPaul would be having none of that. She'd be like, where's the waist? You know, there's no shape. Oh, she no, she would be red for that. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of international drag race. RuPaul has no fucking say. Exactly. On the panel this week, we have Faro Grot, uh going solo with guest judges Tony Sekalek's. And Siv Malkvist, this old lady, got her own throne to sit on. Um, she seems like a fun time gal. She's like 90-something, I think. Yeah, exactly. I'm like true senior citizen, for real, just out there doing the thing. Let's begin with our talent show, and then we're going to move on to the runway. But we're going to have a little fun. Are you ready? Ready. For this, we are going to score each contestant from 1 to 10 and see who we would have placed in the top. Because I have a feeling it may not be the same as the JoJo's. Yeah, I would say so. All right, first up is Fontana doing the Samba. Uh, there's that promo look. We got to see it in action. I will say, first off, the lighting was so harsh that it was so hard to see her. Um, it was the same color, and it was just so bright. Yeah, that's true. Um, she's very talented. I appreciate this form of dance. Um, I just wish it had like one more element of surprise or something. Yeah, I would agree with that because I feel like, you know, what we know about, um, Fontana is that, you know, she has this great dance ability. She has a lot of energy. She brings all of that. Like, that's what we look to her 
as a person and her personality to present. So I wanted something a little bit different. It was amazing, but I also wish there was a little bit more that just, was it almost a surprise or just something a little bit different? Like, even if she was going to jump from something, I would take that. Yeah, exactly. Like, just give us something a little bit different. Give us just something slightly unexpected. Don't just give us the straight up Samba that we know you're going to kill because that's your brand. I will score her an eight. I'm going to score her a nine. All right. There it is. There it is. Next up is I'm a queen doing a comedy song. She's just really wearing your dream wardrobe, isn't she? like very that really it totally is like she has that whole or it feels like at this point many of her garments are going to have that like amorphous very large she loves a ruffle she loves some gathered fabric it's like kind of organic in a weird way but also a little bit otherworldly so yes absolutely checking a lot of boxes for me I think this was really cute and funny. Um, this is the kind of humor that speaks to me. She has a great voice, incredible stage presence. I want the English version, but production, why did you cut to confessional in the middle of the fucking song? Like, how rude was that? Yeah, it's just the editing choice was very bizarre to me. Like, you're showing at this point in the show the talent. Like, why do you need to cut away from that? I'll give her an 8.5. I'm going to give her a 10, to be honest. Like, the song was so funny. The first look was so grand. And then she also had the reveal that actually was a nice reveal and felt purposeful and gave her a little bit more shape, gave her that body, all of that. So I think she may have been my favorite talent show of the night. Indigo will be doing a rock song. Of course, the song is going to have that Asian flair to it. Um, and friends, yes, she was playing. Look at the back of the tar- guitar. It had a wireless mic to it. So she was actually playing unlike someone else on All Star 6. <laughs> I think the guitar playing was quite good. The vocals were quite timid. And again, she was just missing an element of wow. But we got to talk about it. Faro's not impressed face until she got to the guitar solo turning into that wow face. What a fucking homosexual. I live. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh boy, the facials here, the expressions, like totally an open book. I mean, I do that type of thing as well. I'm very bad about fixing my face. So that would fully be me. But yeah, to see the way that they edited together, that was amazing. Um, I, Again, it, it was a fine performance. It wasn't terrible, but it just could have had more. I'll give her a seven. You're like a little bit more generous than me. I just felt like especially trying to do both at the same time was a little bit awkward. I totally agree. I think, of course, the guitar playing was like probably one of, if not the best guitar playing talents that have been on the show for the most part um, out of like many of the franchises, but it just didn't really come together for me. It felt a little bit awkward and she seemed really nervous. So I would give her a six. Okay. All right. That's, that's fair. Moving on to Santana doing pole dancing. Now, I know like nothing about pole dancing, but I was impressed and slightly aroused. Uh, Granny was about to have a fucking heart attack. But the <laughs> level of talent for this very tall human to do what they do, brava. I did think she was going to fall or at least pop her or chuck, but neither happened. So congrats. 
Yeah. What was I, your thought? I think for me, it was another one of those where not to take away from how incredible it is and to be able to move your body like that, to be flipping upside down, have like the strength to be able to hold your body weight and all of that. So it was very impressive to see. And I enjoyed the latex like bodysuit. I thought that was very interesting. The like the images that were on the top, especially like super artsy, super nice. But I just felt like I personally wanted a little bit more from it. Um, I will also say though, I loved when she was getting started and Admira said, break out the poppers as a true poppers queen myself. I like very much appreciated mm-hmm. that. And I was like, okay, going to the top of the list of words in Swedish that I need to learn. So that way, if I ever go there, I can just greet everyone with that. Like, where are they? See, Give this them is, this is how we learn things from drag race. It is a true cultural exchange. <laughs> Um, All right, Santana, I will give you a nine. Santana, I would give a seven and a half. Okay, okay, okay. Not bad, not bad. Next up is Electra doing a comedy song. First off, the bitch looked expensive. Like, that was hot. I did not expect this from her. It was funny and stupid, and I would like to pamper myself too, please. Vocally, subpar. Comic timing, excellent. She had a set. So this was the first in this challenge. So she was allowed to have a set. I don't know if she brought it with her, if they just had it backstage. I don't know. But my question, is she like a real housewife of Stockholm? That's very much what it seemed like. That was the vibe. That was the energy. Um, It was very interesting. I'll give her an eight. See, this is also like where I didn't, necessarily agree with the judges like I completely agree with you I feel like the look wasn't necessarily what I was expecting I loved the hair so much I loved the little star clips you know like the silver was super cute so I really enjoyed that vibe maybe it was just the singing that you know just the way she was singing it and her voice I was like maybe you're not someone who should be singing so to me, I felt like that took away from it. So I would really only give her like a 6.5. Like I was not, okay. I was not really on board with that fully. Now it's Antonina Nutshell doing spoken word. I do think she got a rough shake here. The risk was quite high, but she was captivating. The story was personal. It was sweet. The reveal at the end with the face as a child was very touching. Um, it was a great end to it. But again, it's spoken word and it didn't really have mm-hmm. enough depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. You know, I think, of course, we always love a Sanderson sisters reference, right? Like, can't be mad at that. Um, but I also just feel like just it didn't it didn't go enough of a place. I thought that. Some of like the reveals were a little bit strange, like the broomstick and the crotch. I was like, what's happening? You know, and so I wanted a little bit more from it. I found that, you know, it just couldn't stand up to, again, iconic moments in drag race spoken word history, like same parts. It was just not on that level. Yeah. I'll give her a seven. I would give it like a five. All right. That's fair. Next up is Admire Thunder Pussy. Live singing. Um, Lucy LaDuca, this is how you do live singing performance. Absolutely. And Mara was giving cruise ship realness, and I would sit at that lounge every night. Again, another one who looked impeccable. 
She has a great voice. She is a complete package as an, as an entertainer. Just needed an element of something. Yes. I'll give her an 8.5. Yeah, I would actually give her an 8.5 as well. I mean, like you were saying, one of the best things about Admira is that you always know she's going to look stunning. She's going to look incredible. And she did not disappoint in any way. The outfit was absolutely beautiful. The makeup, flawless, so together. I but, but I completely agree with you that like the movement and the use of the stage and all of that, it just didn't go somewhere enough. And I think it just needed a little bit of something else. I think that was really one of the major threads for a lot of the girls was just that it needed that something more to just fully take it all the way. Right. Vanity Vain painting and drag um well this was an act of defiance i think she was fine but to do all that splatter painting and then reveal to a statement piece was just like what was the point of that literally i think the storytelling was off and she was trying to convey was lost yeah i would definitely agree with that too also i'm just like the wig the wig was a choice like Mm -hmm. i don't know what she was really thinking i don't know if that was maybe part of her act of defiance let me wear this like cheap looking wig that's all crazy but that i didn't get and yeah it just felt like at first the premise could have been something right like she could have taken it somewhere that felt a little bit more like it was a talent i don't know just to yeah exactly just to splatter paint everywhere and then basically take it nowhere it just felt very empty and like the reveal at the end even too i don't know if it was also just partially shady editing but when she revealed the final picture and then the the judges were just kind of flat i was like that's how i felt i didn't get it i didn't get what was happening i'll give her a six yeah i i think i would give her like a six as well so according to this our top three are um i'm a queen admire thunder pussy and fontana so uh judges Oh, not right. Yeah, that I would say that was easily my top three. So I was like, all right, yeah, this is going to be a great week. These are like my three favorites. I'm ready for an amazing judging session. This is going to be great. Well, let's move on to our runway looks. Category is long stocking extravaganza. In honor of the runway, we will play long or short. First up is Fontana, no designers listed. I think this is a very weak interpretation of the category. She's giving you fishnets and they're not even the focal point of the look. But from what is presented though, it is pretty cool. I'm getting like this vixen out of it who was like probably assassin on the hunt to kill me. Mm-hmm. It's very safe look. If she came out in something grander, I think she could have been a contender for the week of the winner of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I mean, definitely... I thought that it was interesting. It felt like a different, I want to say, vibe for Fontana, especially coming off of, you know, the Samba look and all of that, you know, the more dancey outfit, uh, all of those elements. And, like, it felt a little bit fashion-y, too, um, in terms of just the presentation and, like, how it all came together. So I enjoyed it. But now that you're talking through it, too, I can see that like perspective of, you know, maybe it just didn't really go far enough, which is what held her back from being in the top this week. I'll still give her a long. It's a cohesive look. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I definitely didn't hate it. So I would also give it a long. 
Audience agree is 93% long, 7% short. Next up is I'm a Queen, no designers listed. Uh, this is what I expected from her, and I'm not mad. She's giving you pantyhose, and they are deconstructed to create an art piece. And that's what I'm a is, a walking art piece. I love the face and the headpiece. It kind of looks like dripping honey. She's tattered and decaying and a fabulous mummy. Yeah, I mean, like we've, you know, like we always say with me in relation to I'm a queen, I just like get it. I'm in that zone with her. It's just, it's so fashion. Even though it was basically all the same material that she was working with, I feel like she was still able to get enough of some range in like the tones, the texture, the feel of it that made it actually feel dynamic instead of just falling really flat and just being the same. Um, I mean, especially to the ways that she made the shoes look in particular, I was very obsessed with that. Like that felt like it was an added touch that really took it over the top for me too. So I was fully on board with all of it. Agreed about the choice of like doing a little headpiece that mimicked the outfit instead of a wig. I thought that was a really smart choice. So I really enjoyed it. Barrow says that she continues to wow them. He says she took the idea of a talent show and turned it into anti-talent with a sense of humor. He loves getting to see more sides of her. He says he was mildly concerned that her silhouette was the same, but glad she had a reveal and showed them something different. Siv will say that she has never worn heels like that. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I'll leave it along. Definitely along. Absolutely. Audience, 86% long, 14% short. Next up is Indigo, look by Kaiwi Iconic Alley. She is a walking sex doll at the circus. I just really hate the boots, especially since they're cutting in stockings, which is the category here. Yes, the trans flag colors are clear and honored. Um, I think Endigo's taste and perspective in drag is quite specific. And when we get to Drag Race Japan, I expect to see a lot more of this. But for this competition, she needs to push it because her styling is coming into question. And again, the blow-up jester headpiece is a choice. I um, like that they mirror the stockings, but again, the boots destroy the whole illusion. Yes, absolutely. I kind of felt initially a little bit mixed about this one. I Because I will say that overall, I actually enjoyed the headpiece. I thought that maybe just as I thought about it more, it was just that out of the entire look, it was the most eye-catching piece and it created a little bit of drama it felt like it was almost the most draggy out of the whole ensemble but the rest of the outfit mm -hmm. was just a little bit confusing for me I you know I yeah I thought that like you were saying in particular the shoes I did not get them I was like why is kind of the other elements of pink one shade but then these shoes are such a drastically different shade of pink it just didn't feel cohesive enough and I think too, you know, I, I maybe not to sound a little bit too much like Rue, but I was like, where's the body a little bit? And like Michelle too, I was like, you need some cinching, you know, it's like, I kind right. of wanted to feel like there was a little bit more shape to her body. It felt like there wasn't that. And just like last week, my issue was also just the presentation. Like she doesn't really have the full engagement and presence on the stage that I would want. So it comes across a little bit flat. And again, if you're wearing a body harness, that's kind of the point to to really capture the body and it didn't do it no faro says that he wishes she would implement their critiques he says that when she steps on stage she needs to be 100 110 percent present tona says that she would have loved her to start with just vocals she says she was nervous and having to focus on both guitar and vocals slightly compromised the quality of both i'm going to give this look a short yeah definitely a short for me as well 
audience very mixed here 50 percent long 50 percent short yeah i feel like that's fair because i like i was mentioning i felt a little bit conflicted about it because in a way i really enjoyed the headpiece i thought that was super cool and fun but overall the rest of it just didn't come together enough so i ended up being more in the short category because yeah. it just wasn't giving santana sex machine look by moritz eden accessories by cordova hair by santana now santana is the before of ima as in before going out to the club i think santana's glam beat is sexy it's supermodel she's using the pantyhose concept to create a simple fashion moment i understand why she did the exposed corset but y'all listeners know what i'm gonna say no i hate exposed corsets with a fiery fiery passion but can we talk about the hair ring that she created? Why? What is going on here? And also, go with me on this. Her mug looks like Shelly Long from Cheers. Go back <laughs> and look. You'll see it. Um, but overall, this is a good look. Yeah, I will say, I thought it was really interesting when they were, I mean, I feel like there was overall two different to the, the long stockings, which I found intriguing because it just seemed weird. But one of them was this sort of nude moment. I was like, why would multiple yeah. queens? I would never, I feel like I would never think to do that. So I found it interesting that multi, most, uh, mul multiple queens went for that sort of, you know, more beige, neutral kind of tone. And they are the two alternative queens, really. Yeah, exactly. And I guess really it's like the two sort of alternative queens, which is also interesting in and of itself. Um, yeah, I kind of, I got what she was going for. I was on the journey, you know, I, I actually really did enjoy the hair. I thought that it was super cute, a little bit different for her in a way. It felt a little bit unexpected. Yeah. Um, the makeup, I was a little bit like, okay, yeah, I feel like I've seen other people do that and maybe do it a little bit better. So I didn't totally love the makeup, but I do feel like overall it came together as a cohesive package. Bardo says he loves her. He says sensational, is in love with this. He says when she came out and they saw that poll on stage, he thought snooze fest, but she owned it. He said it was rough and sexy and told him who Santana's sex machine is. Tona says the look is killer and went from one type of sex machine in her act, in her act to a different type on the runway. Siv says she could have broken her neck, but was blown away. I'll give it a long. Yeah, I would as well. A long for me too. Audience, 77% long, 23% short. Electra, no designers listed. I think this is the episode where we learn that Electra marries camp and fashion, and I'm kind of in love with that. I think the concept of a cigarette girl with a mannequin leg showing off the stockings was a wonderful idea. She covered the falling leg well, and I thought it was part of the bit that maybe she was selling legs. I do think the black top could have been glammed up with some stones, the earrings are about to rip her ear off. That is drag. They're giant. I live. It's not the best in pairs, but it pairs well for the category and the rest of the package she presented in this episode. So I can understand what happened, but it's still not the best. Yeah, I, I would agree that I feel like a little bit of what she was wearing took away from the whole look. But I mean, I will say that like, of course, course as soon as she walked out and they put the lights on her and she had a literal tray of legs 
obsessed. Like that was so ridiculous and so funny to me. And I thought, I thought the same thing that you did until the judges said, oh, we saw you struggle. And we know that that wasn't part of it. I also thought that it was like a part of the bit and she was selling a leg, which made it just even funnier to me and made me enjoy yeah. it even more. So I feel like if there's a little bit more of balance of the humor, plus what she was actually wearing herself, it would have taken it fully over the top for me. I also loved when the judges were like, coffee, tea, prosthetic leg, like that killed me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I thought that it was like so iconic, so different, very unexpected from what I feel like I was thinking about Electra and what her drag looks like. So I was so, so here for it. But I says, watching her is the definition of pampering yourself. Donna says she was thoroughly entertained and said she was your friendly neighborhood cougar going to a party. Book says the look is gorgeous and stunning and made the leg malfunction work in her favor. I'll give this a long. Yeah, I would say again, like, you know, maybe if it was just what she was actually wearing, it would fall into a short, but just the absolute iconicness of that leg tray, total long. That was a moment. Audience, 86% long, 14% short. Antonina Nutshell, modifications by Antonina, skirt borrowed from Indigo. <laughs> I was a boy. She was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? Um, I sent a message to my friend, Amanda Masker, that someone was cosplaying as her, a My Chemical Romance fangirly. I will say this is an extreme upgrade from the previous week, as there is polish and concept to this. I get it. I know who she is. As far as hitting the brief, it's not there. Um, she should thank Indigo for that skirt. Otherwise, it would have been a disaster. Like, I hope she has learned she can lighten up the black in her eye and blend even more i think if there ever was someone to come back with a fully realized and polished package her personality could get her pretty far mm -hmm. yeah i you know i would definitely agree with that like in terms of casting on the show and all of that you know there's clearly something there like she deserved her spot there and i think that you know the the pieces are there but for her it seems like the fashion and the styling and the taste, it's just like a serious red flag at this point. And she just needs the most help in those regards. Like you were saying, I got where she was going. Like I get the vibe, but it just didn't feel like it met the challenge enough. Also like the large pink skirt and all of that, it just like, it didn't have the shape. It felt a little bit awkward. So it didn't come together in a cohesive way and just didn't fit the challenge. It just, she needs help. She needs help. Yeah. Tona says that her acts had a beautiful message that she's glad she shared, but she kept waiting for something else to happen. Folks says she made use of her time and the photo she had on her back was incredibly powerful, which aggravated her disappointment in her runway look. She says the category was long stocking extravaganza and didn't think she lived up to it. And I agree. This is a short. Oh yeah, definitely. The also short for me. Audience 17% long, 83% short. Admira Thunder Pussy Look by Admira Toolbo by Sonder Studian. Just saying, those are chaps. Um, as far as the look, it's polished and perfect. The candy headpiece was sickeningly sweet and camp. The rest of the look is a bodysuit with chaps. It's not groundbreaking, but the fabric is. I like seeing Admira give a new shade to her portfolio leading into this more club kid world while maintaining the fucking glamazon that she is. Did it fit the brief? Debatable. Yeah, I could see that. Like maybe it didn't entirely fit the brief, but 
I was so, so obsessed. I was just like, you know, it's just, I never want to see her fall short, but I'm just like, how does someone look that insanely painted and just totally flawless every single time, no matter what the look is, you know, it's like, we've seen her do just straight more beauty like this, like we were saying is a little bit more club kitty. So like the lip was a wild color and like all of that. And she still just makes it look so glamorous. The print was so interesting. And like, I love the like candy element too. And that it was sort of bringing candy to that more fashiony place that made it super interesting. I mean, the headpiece come on, that was absolutely so wild. Good. I was so completely obsessed. It felt like such a good mix of being fashion while still fun. It was literally so good. Do you want that fabric to make something yourself? I do more so than even just wanting the fabric. I want the headpiece. I just want to like wear that every day to the store, like just living my every day. I wanted to just wear that so badly. Have you ever had those candies before? I can't, I cannot say that I have. I actually feel like I have not necessarily all of them, but definitely some of them, like the more just straight licorice ones and all of that, like those, mm-hmm. I feel like I definitely had. Uh, if you read her Instagram, she's like, I don't really not good not good um i'm very particular on licorice like it's it's the twizzlers and that's it um i brought twizzlers to um uk and my little um twink friend was like what the fuck are these these are terrible it's like how dare thee that is so unfortunate i also love a twizzler so admire i will give you a long this is good yeah, of course, along. This was like probably my favorite of the week. Audience, 92% long, 8% short. Vanity Vane, look by Jonas Holmquist, hair by Vanity, tattooed cat suit from Misty Bubble. I like this. It's not groundbreaking and it does feel a little unfinished, but she did make the stocking the focal point of the look with the patchwork motif, patchwork motif. The color story works well. It's like punk Christmas. I think I just wanted the sweater to be longer, like a crop top, but not just the shoulders and sleeves, like give me more material. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think that was what I was feeling about it too. And you just put the words to it, like unfinished. You know, like I felt as though some of the fit was a little bit off. Like you were just mentioning, one of the biggest things for me was like the top. It felt like such a weird length. So I didn't really feel like it fit with the look. I didn't feel like it, I feel like almost it took away from the look in a way. And then even the sort of leg pieces, you know, like the patchwork was fun. It was funky. Again, I, I like get the girl that she's going for. I get that vibe and all of that, but it just didn't feel completely finished and like taken across the finish line. But as we expect from Vanity, I mean, like the makeup was really beautiful. I loved the little name that she had like on her face you know like I thought that was a cute touch I love the earrings the wig I really enjoyed too so there was a lot of the elements that I did appreciate and I think came together enough but yeah as like some of those elements with the actual outfit and what she was wearing herself in terms of the garment it it didn't really come together in the way that I was hoping it would I'm not a makeup artist I don't do that kind of thing but all I know is I would be like having a mental breakdown trying to write my name backwards 
Like, yeah, I just know it like exactly. Be you know, it's like, it takes such talent to be able to do that and especially to make it look good. And I felt like it looked really good. Like it looked like a good tattoo. It right, looked exactly. like a good t- tattoo. Fado says that she certainly knows her makeup and watching her is a pure delight, but he wanted something to happen and surprise him. He says he was mildly disappointed because he could predict her every move. Tona says that she knows she is a fierce performer and her act started out in that vein. Then it turned into a protest of what the challenge was about. She says that drag is a talent and everyone there has immense talent, but what sets her talent apart from the group? They didn't get that. Fuchs says that she could tell she wanted to incorporate club performance into what she did on stage, but she can step her game way up. I'll give this a safe long. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. There were some things I really didn't like, but there was enough that I did enjoy about it. So I would give it um, a long, ultimately. Audience, 54% long, 46% short. Folks has decided that Fontana admire her safe, leaving Electra and Tonina and go, I'm a vanity and Santana as the tops and bottoms. I think we kind of already said we probably don't agree. Oh, yeah, completely. When, especially when... Fontana and um, Admira were asked to step out first. I was just like, "There, this has to be the top. Like, they have to be bringing out the the top people here. That's going to be tops and bottoms. Yeah. They're going to leave whoever behind. And then when they were like, no, that's, you know, who's safe? I was like, did we watch the same talent show? Did they just yes. see what I thought? Yeah, that's how I felt. It was wild. Um, well, it's time to reveal the results. And Electra is the winner of the week, which means her portrait gets to go on the wall. Who will top the pyramid? Find out next week on Dance Moms. <laughs> I'm a Santana and Endigo are safe, leaving Vanity and Antoinette as the bottom two. Do you agree? I would say it felt a little strange um, because I know that like Vanity didn't really have a talent and it didn't come together, but then when I thought about the looks and all of that, I thought that Vanity had the better look than Endigo. And I don't think that Endigo's talent really came together the way that she wanted or that I hoped that it would and had a really not great look. So I thought that the bottom should have been Antonina and Endigo. I agree. When we get to Untucked, we'll get to it. I'll tell you why it didn't happen. It's Avril Lavigne versus Chucky. The song is Jazz Basilan by Siv Malkovist. Um, yes, she is a singer as well. Apparently very, very popular in Germany, I learned. This was such a camp song, and it lended itself so well for Antonina. Yet Vanity was being fierce and sexy, and it's worked for her too. This was just going to come down to taste, track record, and honestly, what they were going to bring to the rest of the competition. And I don't think Antonina should have stayed. And if she did... She wouldn't have won any more challenges. I think Vanity has the potential to snag a victory still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I would completely agree with that. I mean, I think that, you know, Antonina did a nice job with the lip sync. She clearly leaned into more of the campy funniness of it. But I felt like at times Vanity did that as well. Like she had those moments at certain points where she was doing like the little hand things, you know, and so I felt like she was enough of a mix of still getting that across, which is, I think, part of performing that type of song. And like you were saying, I think she just has so much more to show. Her skills are just a little bit more there together and polished in comparison to Antonina. So I do feel like it was the right choice. Yeah. In the end, Fox says, goodbye to Antonina as Vanity stays to slay another day. 
let's go through the highlights and lowlights of Untucked. Now, Fontana's relieved to be safe again, but she wanted to hear remarks on her look. And Amida is proud of what she delivered, being a cool, crazy club kitty look, and got to do what she does best, which is entertain. Now it's time to be mean girls and bring out the panels. Who are the bottoms? Um, they're going to whack with them, but first we're going to talk about the winners. Admira throws out Endigo, but Fontana says their performance was amazing and something you don't see on Drag Race every day. But then I'm going to throw out Electra and is in love. They're all in love with their southern accent. And Santana was so hot and fantastic with pole dancing. They don't know who the winner is going to be, but Admira says Endigo, and that's their pick. What? Yeah, that was so crazy to me. I was like, that is an unhinged choice. Again, it left me being like, did they see a different version of the challenge of the uh, talent show than that than actually aired? Because let's how- talk about that. Let's talk about it because most of the time we watch the talent shows on the shows and they're sitting off to the side, so they get to watch. If you noticed, the queens who weren't performing were in the workroom getting ready for the runway. I don't know how invested they really were. Right. I mean, I thought that that was very strange because I feel like I'm so used to the other format. So it immediately threw me off that the queens were not in the same room as the performances were happening. Yeah. The bottoms will be Vanity and Antonina by process of elimination because they toss out I'm a queen. Fontana will say that Antonina's story was sweet, while Admira will say her look was something that she wanted to be dazzled because it gave her hives. Shady. Now, Admira didn't get Vanity's number, and while Fontana will justify it as an art statement, but Admira will say that her statement is to tell people to f- shut the fuck up, while Imas was to say she's a no-talent hack, which she didn't need to shout for the mountaintops. Um, but it was also in this moment that I realized the paddles were going into a crown and lips. The winner is going into a crown, and the bottoms were going into lips because they are lip-syncing. Can we please do this for the other franchises? This is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I love that so much, too, because it just, like, adds a different element to Untucked, and it's just, like, forcing them to almost, like, be shady to a certain extent. It's going to feed in, presumably, to some drama. Um, I feel like, also, I mean, like, the crown made sense for the winning, but I also feel like I didn't realize that it was lips because lip sync, like, of course, duh, that makes such sense, but I didn't pick that up. So I agree. I feel like this is something they should adopt for, like, all the franchises. Like, let's make this box thing a thing. Because you can't hide behind what's actually presented in front of you. Like, you could say, oh, I didn't say that. No, 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 no. You said it because it's sitting right in front of you. Exactly. Well, with nothing to discuss, Admire will say that her penis is probably covered in blisters, to which Fontana's like, it's either herpes, chlamydia, or gonorrhea. Nope, it's just duct tape chafing. I love that Fontana was like, it's most likely gonorrhea too. Like after she ran through the whole list, she was like, actually the most plausible is gonorrhea. Like <laughs> now in a non-talked exclusive, because it already happened and they can't talk about it again, we're going to learn that Fontana is her real last name. And that's because Fontana is the best version of her. It means fountain and wants to be a fountain of joy and good vibes, to which Admira takes it as a fountain of orgasm. Naturally. We're going to learn that Antonina is also part of her real name. It's a pun on Ant in a nutshell. For her, it's a blank canvas and can be open in to interpretation. But Antonina shares that she wanted to have a filthy, sexy name, but couldn't justify it. It wasn't her. Um, Dixie Kerr. And I was like, 
That's brilliant. Why is there not a dick to her out there? Maybe there is. She just didn't want to be pigeonholed like sex machine. Um, and Myra says that Thunder Pussy was her, just correct for her. She will hand it down to Santana when she dies because Santana would like that name. Endigo reveals her name comes from the movie Ice Age and the character Diego. She remember the tiger's name when signing up for a chat room, so Endigo was the close enough version of it. Are you a fan of the, the hit theatrical film Ice Age? I have not thought about that movie in so long. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> they made a bunch of them, didn't they? They were like multiple, so it was definitely too popular. many. But I was like, who too would many. Ever... There are too many spinoffs. Right. But I'm also like, who would have ever thought that Ice Age would inspire someone's like drag career? It's like, wow. I mean, that's that's impact. That's impact. If you're ready, I will share the deepest story. It was from Vanity Vane. Her name? She stole it. That's it. She's so vain. She it really works. is. I like, I live for that level of like self-involvement. That's just like also so dramatic of, oh, I'm going to tell you this crazy story. I stole it from a Christina Aguilera song. <laughs> like, you are wild, girl. You are wild. We're going to get back to when Tuck Fantana is feeling safe and more part of the group. She will tell Admira she had to switch schools a lot. So she faces a lot of new sets of students each time who were mean to her. She says now she sits back and senses before she can relax and try to fit in. Coming into Drag Race, she let it go and just came to have fun. She says they all are drag queens, and when they share their backstories, there's a checklist that they all have something in common where she can connect more with them than her actual real friends. I get that. It makes sense. Yeah, I feel like... Antana is honored. Yeah. Well, I feel like there was so much between the main episode and then Untucked of like this Fontana backstory thing. I was kind of living for that because I love her energy. I love her so much. So I was like, wow, we're really getting a full picture here. Fontana is honored to get to know Admira and says she's a nice person and also sucks up that she has seen her before. Um, She really is this diva of Sweden. Yeah, I was like, that's iconic behavior. Well, the tops and bottoms are back, and after the show, it's time to discuss those opinions from the safe bitches. Ima says that she was read for the big outfits, and they will ask if she will show a different silhouette, and she says yes. Electra will compliment her and say that her talent show showed people who Ima is, and what is it? A space-consuming napkin. I mean, you know, listen, the looks kind of are a lot of fabric. There are a lot of that. So I hope that she really is accurate in what she's representing, that she's going to give something different, because I think she does. I'm worried that that's going to start to work against her. Santana got great feedback. She was terrified to perform instead of Civ, as she is not always the senior's cup of tea. Um, Funny. Santana will know that she sees Indigo's face in the crown and not hers, and she says Indigo got some positive critiques, and Indigo's like, I did? And I'm like, she did? What? There's some drag delusion happening, I think. These girls. Mm, They said they will say that if you set your game up, it is cause for a win. And I was like, where's my participation trophy? I set my game up every day. Not really. Mm -hmm. Um, But Vanity says that they had nothing bad to say about her. Just her performance was a protest of the challenge and didn't get why she did what she did. She will try to justify her performance. And I'm like, no, no, we're all on the same page here. You're the one who's not getting it. 
Exactly. But Vanity says she has crippling anxiety, doesn't want to be sent home, but Admira tells her that she is a lip sync girl and she is one of the fiercest and hardworking queens doing it. And if she is in the bottom, she looks fantastic. I think that was a little shady. Yeah, you know, I mean, Admira loves a little shade, so... Uh, it's time to pamper themselves if she didn't get a negative critique. Electra just loves portraying trashy golden girls. Coming to this fall. Who would be starring in trashy golden girls? Um, probably Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin and mm-hmm. any other random old lady actress. <laughs> Insert random old lady actress here. It's the new formula. Put four old ladies in a movie together and it's box office gold. Yeah, it kind of seems that way. Antonina is very mellow and knows that the performance was okay, but it came down to the minute details of her look, and Ima says, they all did well. It's all about nitpicking. Antonina loves the poem she created, and even though she is not elevated in the look, she's happy to share her story. She will give her absolute best if she has lip sync. She's not intending to go home. Now, Electra tells Admire that she expected her to be in the top. She says that's nice and does open up that it is frustrating to her. It's nice to be safe, but she would have loved to hear critiques on this look. Now, Fontana Fontana is going to get praise for her performance. She says she was nervous and could have been better, but glad she shared her culture. They tell her she will be a showstopper and tour the world, which is probably true. Go check out Work the World. She fits in perfectly. A hundred percent. Also, I can't wait to see her lip sync against George's one day. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Like... Oh, the yes. limbs would be flying. They're, they would be like moving like lightning flashing across the stage. Like that would be wild. The splits, the the all of that. Vanity is emotionally drained. Antonina is being comforted by Ami Queen. Bottoming must suck. I mean, you know, not if you're doing it right. True. Now, Edigo starts to cry. So Antonina gives her a hug. She says if this was her final performance, she will leave on a high note. We're going to get our guest judge backstage. Tone comes and joins for a little chat. Ima is going to take this moment to kind of call out Tone as a trans woman for not noting Endigo's tribute to the trans community. And that is the confirmation why Endigo is safe. The judges didn't get it, and they would look like shit if they put her in the bottom and send her home. Yeah, that actually makes sense. I didn't really think about that in the moment, but yeah, like they must have. Well, I mean, and I think it's fair too. Like, I mean, they were probably just trying to figure out what the look was, but yeah, to be to send to send and to go home in that episode, that would have been a mess. She will share that the color scheme was for the trans community and says that the trans march in Tokyo was the day before and while she couldn't be there, this was her way of representing remotely. Tony will ask how Indigo and identifies and she says non-binary but doesn't know her final destination. She will tell Tone that she is an inspiration. So Tone is like, I'm going to dive deeper. What's your journey coming out been like? And I was like, is that appropriate for a guest judge to be asking right now? Yeah, I mean, that kind of, I feel like, fits with the vibe of Drag Race sometimes. Like, even when it's the main host, sometimes they ask these wild questions. Like, one of my favorite is from season 14, when Rue just goes to Willow, so what is your chronic illness? Like, just, should you really be asking this right now? Like, what? Right. Now, Indigo says it's 
been scary, but she has support from her family and friends, which is relieving. She notes that Sweden is so progressive when it comes to human rights, and Japan is way behind as they have no rights for the LGBTQ plus community, despite the large community present. And Ago shares that it was nice to have a heart to heart with Tone as they have a similar story and she is an inspiration to her and many others. It was worth coming there just for that moment. I was like, okay. I think this confessional means you're probably going home next week. <laughs> Your time is almost up. Now, Tone says that, sure, drag is glitz and glamour, but it's important to take stance and to exist. Just being there can speak volumes. Do you hear that, Republicans? It matters, so fuck off. I'm just going to ask Tone about if she will return to the art of drag, and she says no, as it was more of an outlet for her. Drag turned into something else. It wasn't about becoming a different character. She channeled the real her to it. That was really interesting to hear because we don't really get to have that conversation on Drag Race. Like there have definitely been queens on the show who were identifying as male at the time and then have transitioned since. Some of them have continued the art of drag, Jiggly Caliente, Kaisonique Love. Some of them are now living their life as a trans woman and do not do drag like Carmen Carrera. So it's really kind of interesting to have someone represent that story and and share that drag could be a stepping stone for realizing who you are. Completely. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think it is like important to see that, you know, because I feel like sometimes we don't always get that narrative. And I think it doesn't always make sense to people. So I feel like the more that they can try to essentially build that in places and showcase real people who that is their journey, you know, like that might only help other people to have that same journey to really being who they are and who they want to be. Um, And, you know, again, like uh, who they really truly are. Right. Well, it's time to go impressive Malkvist um, as the girls practice her song. Indigo says she will be brokenhearted if Antonina goes as they became friends. Wah, wah, wah. We're going to watch a little bit lip sync one last time as Antonina is eliminated. And we still don't get to watch her pack up her stuff. It's just a thing we're not going to do in the Sweden um, Untucked. Yeah, I think that's so weird. You know, like the fact that they don't use that very last couple of moments to just show anything new and they basically just do a whole recap of the queen writing the mirror message. Like we already saw that. Why do we need to see it again? Well, I got some burning questions to ask. Are you ready? Yes, I am. What is Antonina's legacy? Uh, Legacy is being a very strange child and trying to integrate that into drag now. It's, uh, listen, there are a lot of people who will identify with Antonina's story because that is their journey as well. Um, I think Antonina is a very interesting queen. I I mean, obviously she, she doesn't go there. She lives in Liverpool. She's clearly have connections to the British artists and if people around the world are watching Drag Race Sveria she's gonna get booked she's gonna be fine she's a rude girl now um Mm -hmm. but she needs someone in Liverpool maybe like Danny Beard to sit her down and be like bitch I gotta help you we gotta gotta help you yeah I think that's Um, what it is I think I you know she's clearly very talented she got herself there like great like we were saying before already has a lot of the necessary pieces, but she just needs help to really channel them fully and get it together to be that total package that could just really thrive. Absolutely. 
All right, who won the week? Who was the winner of this episode? I feel like, even though I don't think that they won the challenge, I think it may have been Electra at the end of the day. Like, you know, I think what was really great is that we got to see some different sides of Electra and we got to see some different elements. And I think for me, seeing that almost made me feel like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, like Electra may actually be a true contender here. There are some different facets and elements to Electra as a drag character that I wasn't expecting. So I want to see more of that. So that's why I think she yeah. was the winner because it almost made me want to see a lot more of her as the show continues. I think story arc wise Electra did have a very good episode in the competition part we still don't know anything about her um that's one key that we haven't really got out of it so my winner of the episode I'm going to give it to Indigo like we got her full story like we learned about her and we are compassionate and like I have a new respect for Indigo that I didn't have last week mm-hmm. yeah that's fair I think that makes sense I would say Fant- Fontana had like a very similar arc as well but not as powerful simply because of what our journey in America is right now. Very true. Yeah. After two episodes, the winner of the week is, well, and winner of the season. Who's the winner of the season? To me, it's still Admira. I mean, like, just total, total package. I just love everything about her, the makeup, the outfit. She's clearly incredibly talented. She's shady. She makes great television. She's so funny. I love like everything that comes out of her mouth. So it's still Admira for me. I'm going to go with that. I mean, you don't give her that much airtime if you're not going to let her have a full journey to the end. Right. And I think that's what I found interesting so far. It's, you know, if that really is the trajectory, which I hope that it is, like, I find it, you know, interesting that she wasn't in the top this week, for example, like, I want to see more and that she hasn't had a challenge win yet, even though they're already two episodes in. So I am curious to see where they're taking it. I think she definitely could have been that, um, and v peru it could have been karma for all she could have been the bitch that wins every single challenge and the season's boring not letting her win the first two episodes from a production standpoint i'm fine with that because you know when she's gonna slay she's going to slay and everybody is going to have to bow down yes that's what i'm hoping we'll see um again what they do in sweden is they don't tell us what's happening next week so i don't even know what's going to happen so Yeah, and I forgot about that from the first episode. So I was like fully watching the end. And then, you know, like (laughs) the ad for the uh show came on. And I was like, all right, they're going to circle back. They're going to show us. And then it didn't happen. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Don't do that for whatever reason. Ah, whatever. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yeah, yeah. So you can always find me at OG double underscore fag on Instagram. That's really my main platform right now. You can see me posting fashiony things memes you can see great videos of me sometimes in foreign countries dancing on rooftops to kim petrus before they shut it down so tune in for all that quality content amazing well thank you so much for being here i'm sure you'll be back later this season yeah thank you so much for having me i'm really enjoying the season so far like we were saying at the top of it so i can't wait to see where the coming weeks go